This is Benchmark Happenings. Brought to you by Jonathan and Steve from Benchmark Home Loans. Northeast Tennessee, Johnson City, Kingsport, Bristol, the Tri-Cities. One of the most beautiful places in the country to live. Tons of great things to do and awesome local businesses. And on this show, you'll find out why people are dying to move to Northeast Tennessee. And on the way, we'll have discussions about mortgages and we'll interview people in the real estate industry. It's what we do. This is Benchmark Happenings, brought to you by Benchmark Home Loans. And now your host, Christine Reed. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Benchmark Happenings. I'm your host, Christine Reed, and it is sponsored by Benchmark Home Loans. And today we have two very special guests with us. Steve Reed uh, of Benchmark Home Loans and Jonathan Tipton. Welcome, guys. We're glad to be here. You bet she better say you're special. (laughs) I'm glad she put that in there. I was worried we were going to get a Brody one there. (laughs) I'm I'm the one that's special today. Yes. So for (laughs) those of you, Steve Reed is my awesome husband. So, um, yeah, he's very special. And Jonathan, you are too. Thank you. (laughs) So, um, you know, this is going to be a great episode because I think think it's education that's much needed for the public and we've heard of some recent changes in Fannie Mae guidelines and so a lot of realtors are calling Steve and Jonathan and also um, people are just reaching out and saying hey what's going on so today we're going to discuss the sweeping changes that have gone into effect for conventional loans Um, we're hearing many stories in the media and just thought it would be a great time to clarify what's being reported um, versus the actual fact. So we're going to jump right in with Steve and Jonathan and ask questions, and we're going to get it straight from the horse's mouth and the experts here in the mortgage lending industry. So, Steve, I'm just going to start with you. Is that okay? That'd be great. Awesome. Well, Steve, can you just comment on what's being reported um, and separate from the fact and the fiction? So tell us about this. Absolutely. So there are a lot of fiction and a lot of fake news out there right now. So this is a timely episode to be able to clarify what's being said. So one of the one of the bottom line things I would like for our listeners to know is that you absolutely will not get a better rate on your mortgage if you have a lower credit score. So what we're seeing in a lot of the news outlets are people with lower credit scores are getting better deals on loans than people with higher credit scores. That's just not the case. And so we want to dig into this a little bit today and talk about how the gap has narrowed a little bit for uh, people with the lower scores did get a little bit of relief. So it is a little cheaper for them these days. It's a little more expensive for the higher credit scores based on what they paid three or four months ago, but there's still a huge gap as far as if you have a better, if you have a better score, you're absolutely going to get a better rate. You're going to have less closing costs. So please do not let your mortgage fall behind or let your payments on any credit cards or anything fall behind just to get a lower score thinking you're going to get a better deal. That's absolutely fiction. And so that's the bottom line takeaway. We'll start there and then we'll kind of backfill from there. 
Okay, that's great. So everybody, you've, you've heard this first. Do not get behind on your mortgage payments, okay? Uh, keep that credit score up. So Jonathan, so let's, let's take it to you. So can you tell us what type of loans are included in these changes and when do these changes take effect? So they take effect two days ago. So it's May the 3rd. They took effect on May the 1st. Right now, it's only for conventional loans. So if you have a conventional loan, that's where these are going to go into effect. Government loans may follow suit. We don't know that yet. But as of now, they haven't changed anything. But on government loans, you still do have these adjustments. They just haven't changed. So mainly this is for conventional loans right now. If anything else changes from there, we'll obviously let you all know that too. But for right now, just conventional, and it took effect on May the 1st. Okay. You know what? I am just relieved just to be sitting here and talking with both of you guys to um, just to get the truth out there. Um, so, so Steve, I'm, I'm hearing, you know, this acronym LLPA and, and I'm, I'm, a, I don't do mortgages. I'm just like all of you out there that are listening. It can be very daunting thinking about this. And then we hear about um, uh, what is LLPA? Yeah, so that's a great question, and we're all going to be hearing that acronym more and more. I think people are getting more familiar with it, but if you don't do mortgages for a living, it's like, why do I need to know this? Uh, An LLPA technically stands for Loan Level Price Adjustment, which is simply a risk factor for a loan. So let's think about, uh, say you're going to get a life insurance policy. And they're going to ask you on a questionnaire. They're going to have to determine a rate that you're going to pay for your life insurance. So they're going to say, are you a smoker? How much do you drink? What's your blood pressure? What's your height and weight? Those are all risk factors. So if you would think about an LLPA or a loan level price adjustment as, you know, kind of the same as getting life insurance, but it's for getting a mortgage. It's our risk factors that's going to go into determining what kind of rate and cost you're going to pay for a mortgage. Okay. I, you know, I like how you put that together with that analogy with life insurance. I, I think that's easy to understand. So the healthier we are, um, the cheaper our life insurance is, you know, the better our credit, um, the better our rates and everything else with the loans going to be. Exactly. So yeah. Jonathan, um, you know what? And we, we want to share some positive, the positive side of this, okay? So you're so, going to let Jonathan do the positive. I have to get the negative part. Well, I mean, you know, I, I'm just going to let Jonathan handle this one because I think it's a, it's a great one for first-time home buyers. So can you share some of those changes for a first-time home buyer? Absolutely. So there is a silver lining to this, and for first-time home buyers with a score, uh, you know, in certain ranges, you get it; it gets waived. So, and that also is based on income. There's a lot of things that go into that, um, you know, mainly the income and the first time home buyer, but all of these are waived. I mean, and this can be as much as thousands of dollars. I mean, I had a scenario that we talked about a few days ago that was almost $9,000 difference in closing costs with the waiver with versus without the waiver. So, you know, there is a silver lining to that, and it's also available to non-first time home buyers. So there are some income levels that can qualify to have these waived without that. So it varies by county. It's complex. There's a lot of things that go into it. You know, we can help navigate through that. But yes, there is a silver lining where first time home buyers and certain people who are under that income limit can have better pricing than they did before. The only thing I would add to that is Fannie Mae has never really been that um, kind 
the first time home buyers. So Fannie Mae's really never differentiated that much. They've in some cases given first time home buyers a little less down payment. Um, you know, you could you could bob and weave a little bit and pay a little less down. But as far as a better interest rate or cheaper closing costs, they've never really gone there so much. And this is a huge change to help first time home buyers. So it's definitely a, definitely a silver lining. And the cool part of that is I said earlier credit score, it was based on credit score. It's not based on credit scores, what I meant to say. So it doesn't matter what your credit score is. If you meet this all of them are waived. All those adjustments that are added on top are are now waived. So, well, you know, I was just talking to a, a young man that actually works with me, and he is saving his money. He's renting an apartment in Knoxville, and he said, "You know, I'm I, I really he's worried about these changes." And I told him, I said, "I'm going to send you this video as soon as we finish it today." <laughs> so he is looking. So really, pick up the phone and give Steve and Jonathan a call. Um, to really talk about this, um, guys, Um, I think it's really important. So, Steve, now, what are the different types of LLPAs or risk factors that you can clarify um, the ones that have changed? Yeah, so we have about, at any given time, about 30 different LLPAs between 28 and 30. So that would be 28 to 30 risk factors. And so Fannie Mae, it seems like I'm going to date myself a little bit, but when I first started doing this, <laughs> there was no such thing as credit scores. It was you were approved or you were not approved. Everyone got the same rate if you're approved. So little by little, here came credit scores in the mid-90s. And uh, so that became a risk factor. They didn't call it an LLPA at that time, but that's what it was. So over time, Fannie Mae looks at their loss ratios, you know, where where are we losing money? What kind of loan was this? And as they lose money, they go back and, you know, kind of retrace it and say, okay, that was because the type of property, maybe we lose more on condos. So we're going to put a risk factor on the type of property. So those have kept going. So they keep adding to them. But anyway, about 30 right now, some of the ones that have changed uh, are the ones, you know, with credit scores, there've been some you know, some changes like we mentioned at the first, you know, for higher credit score people that got a little bit more expensive, lower credit score, they saved a little bit. Other than one other big change is the debt to income ratio. So Fannie Mae, most conventional loans will go to 50%. It used to be if you had a 49.99 ratio, you could, you know, it didn't affect your rate. Now, if it's between 40 and 45%, you're going to pay a higher rate. If it's between 45 and 50, you're going to pay even a little bit higher rate. So so that changed um, for debt to income. The property use, you know, if it's primary, second home, we've we've seen some changes in second homes uh, gotten more expensive. That was about this time last year, I guess, yeah. Jonathan. So Jonathan is the uh, guru as far as knowing all the guidelines inside out. So I use him a lot for that. But so a lot of these have changed. One of the other big changes that I'll mention, it used to be if you had a 740 or higher score, then you got the best rate. It didn't matter if you had an 800, you still got the, the same best rate that was being offered. Now you have to have a 780 plus score to get the best rate. So all of a sudden, these 745, 746 scores, 
they're two tiers from the top. So they're all of a sudden not getting the very best rate offered and uh, like they did just prior to this May 1st change. So so that's some of the, the biggest changes with those price adjustments. And one other thing to add there is not only are there all these changes, there's a lot of things that can vary from property to property. So you may be looking at a property here in Washington County and then go look at one in another county, and that can vary your your rate or your income limits based on what we talked about before. So it's, I mean, it's just all over the board. I mean, it's really hard to to be able to to price a loan until you know exactly what property somebody's going on. Exactly. And I think that kind of helps us uh, a great segue, Jonathan, into the next question for you actually is, so what would be your advice for a first time home buyer who, you know, they call up and they're just, oh, I'm shopping around. What's your rate? I just want the lowest rate. How do you respond to that in this industry? So it's just gotten a lot harder with what I just described of all these things that, I mean, it literally can vary from property to property. We had one where the bar was eligible for the waiver in a certain county. They ended up buying in another county. Well, the income there is lower. Uh, the limit was lower and therefore they didn't qualify to. So it can really vary. So really, you've got to be on top of it and have somebody who really knows what they're talking about. I mean, an online rate only does tells you nothing because you, they don't know where you're buying, how much your debt to income is. They don't know any of those things. So you really have to have somebody you can trust who will help you navigate through that and, and avoid these pitfalls because it's, I mean, it's constantly changing. And then on top of that, you've got all these changes. Then you've got the bond market who changes like the stock market every minute throughout the day. You add the two of those together and it's just a crapshoot. I mean, it's hard. It's really hard to quote a rate until you have some information about people. You know that I, I I like what you're saying because I equate that to um, if I want an expert in whatever industry I'm looking into. So buying a home is like the largest purchase most of us would will ever make in our lifetime. Absolutely. And I guess I sort of question. I've been around Steve for uh, a long time, and and I guess I sort of question why would you just uh, base your decision on a rate? Um, wouldn't it be someone that you would want that has the knowledge and the background to help someone give you, you that? Trust. Someone Absolutely. you trust. Someone you trust. I mean, like if I if I want brain sur if I need brain surgery, I'm not going to go shop around for the cheapest brain surgeon. Well, and I think a lot of people <laughs> just don't know that. I mean, they don't know what all goes on behind the scenes, and they think the rate is the most important. And it's important. But, I mean, there's a whole lot of things that go into that, that just a rate online or even calling somebody and getting a rate is not going to tell you. Right. And there's a lot of information out there, but there's also a lot of faults. Absolutely. Information out there, companies that just want to quote a rate, and there's a lot of pitfalls. I think that would be a good episode to talk about those pitfalls or maybe another episode to talk about how do I get my credit score up? What can I do? Um, so that covered that really well about the lowest rate and shopping around. But so, Steve, with all these changes um, that are happening um, and Jonathan, you've touched on this a little bit, Jonathan, about rate and how can somebody accurately quote a rate over the phone. Um, Steve, you want to dive into that just a little bit more about rate shopping? And Yeah, uh, I'll dive in. The, the short answer is it's gotten really complex. Jonathan did touch on that. And it's always been very difficult to quote a rate when we don't know anything about you. So if you call in and you're just shopping rates and we don't know these 28 or 30 risk factors, 
that just got even more complex as of May 1st. So it's really difficult. And then, as Jonathan mentioned, you've got the bond market going on over here, and you got all these risk factors. There's no way to calculate an accurate rate. Now, this is purely my opinion. I think it should be illegal for a company to even post a rate online because there's no way to put all these risk factors. They're not required to put these risk factors. So it's very, very misleading. And it's also misleading if someone just calls in and says, what, what is your interest rate? We don't quote those. Um, we will quote a range, you know, Hey, today's rate could be between, you know, 5.75 and seven and a half, depending on a number of factors. So, um, it, it's just gotten increasingly difficult. It was already, it was already pretty tough, but it's gotten even harder uh, now that Fannie Mae has had these changes for conventional loans. So I would just say buyer beware. You know, a lot of companies are going to tell you what you want to hear, and we're not trying to trash the competition. Most of our local competition is pretty good. Uh, the, it's more the national companies and these online lenders that don't really have to worry about a reputation and that reputation's everything to us. Our reviews are everything to us. Our clients um, are important to us. It's a big transaction. And I tell a lot of clients, my job's pretty easy. It's to clarify and save you money. So if I can clarify the whole process and I can save you money, put you in the right program, does it really matter if a rate's an eighth of a percent higher? Some days we may be an eighth of a percent lower. But it's almost a running joke. I'll have clients say, well, do you have the lowest rates in town? And I say, I hope not, because we don't look at ourselves as the cheapest in town. We look at ourselves as the best in town that offer the best advice. So you don't always get that the cheapest, but in the long run, it's the best value. So, and a lot of times it is the cheapest. I mean, a lot of we're very competitive is. a lot of times, yeah. too. So it gives us both sides of that. But with thousands of companies out there quoting rates, I would never want to say, yeah, we're the cheapest, because how do you know? You know, everything's on a moving scale. Yeah. And uh, But, yeah, we want to be known for just bringing a ton of value to clients that are buying houses where they, you know, most of our loans are from people that send us their kids, their grandkids, their moms, their dads, brothers, sisters, co-workers. And uh, that's how we've built our business. And that's how we'll continue to do so. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love that when you said local, it's so important because we always talk about, especially here in East Tennessee, shop local, you know, support <laughs> your small businesses. And, you know, we live in the community. And so, we get that repeat business from people who that that you guys have done a loan for they come back and the highest compliment is when they send their children <laughs> because you know that they really trust you if they're going to send you their children and even their grandchildren so it's a it's you know it keeps it's a big that, responsibility for us too i take it really Absolutely. serious if someone sends me their kid uh, it's like, I feel like if I was sending my kid to someone, I would really, really have to trust them. So that is a huge weight of responsibility that, uh, we don't take lightly. Absolutely. And I know you have over 40 years in this industry, Jonathan, and, and you're getting up there with your experience. Hey, I'm as not well. anywhere close to 40 years. I know, I know that. You're, still, that you're still a baby, I'm but not you 40 years either just yet. So hey, listen, don't date me more than uh, you have to. 
I didn't ever think Jonathan was was um, got a little touchy over age, but it looks like he is. So um, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's you know, and and you guys, I know it's a lot of education. It's it's a lot of experience. There's a there's a lot of things that that you guys do on a day to day basis and on an annual basis to make you the expert in the mortgage lending business. And I think a big takeaway is call these guys, you know, get the information. Um, You want a trusted uh, partner that brings value to you. So um, Jonathan, so close, just some closing thoughts or, and really for both of you, um, anything else that we would want our realtor community or clients to know and understand? Because, I know this is a lot of information and it's sort of a, we want want to try to break it down into little bite-sized chunks. So what would be some other simple things that we want to get the point across to our realtor community and our clients? So I think the most important thing is finding a lender you can trust, who knows what they're doing, who knows how to understand the market, who can communicate that to you in a way you understand it and make sure that they're looking out for your best interest and watching all these different things and just know how to navigate through that. I mean, that's a huge piece. Like I said before, $9,000 difference on a loan that was about $300,000 loan just based on this waiver or no waiver. I mean, if we wouldn't have seen that, that would have been 9000 more that the client would have paid. And that happens every day, I'm sure. So just find somebody you can trust, find somebody who knows what they're doing and and stick with them and, and, and really use their advice and use their guidance, um, be it us or whoever. Find somebody you can trust. Hopefully it is us. But, I mean, you've got to have somebody you can work with and who knows the market and can help you navigate through this. Yeah, absolutely. Steve, yeah. what other closing thoughts do you have? Yeah, it all comes back to trust. And, you know, find a lender you can trust. Uh, one thing I would tell potential home buyers is don't go under contract and then start shopping for a rate. You know, we do a lot of preliminary meetings. We do presentations. We do education with all our clients. And that is such a huge piece of it because knowledge is power. You know, we try to put that knowledge in their hands so they can go out. They can make their best offer. They can make an offer that's structured that's going to save them the most money. They can get in the type of loan that fits them best. So don't go through that process and then start shopping. Find the, like Jonathan says, find the lender that you trust and then stick with them. And I think you'll be so much better off. You'll be less confused. And there's more information floating around. Christine, you mentioned this at the start of the program, but we have more information at our fingertips than ever before. And I swear, I think people are more confused than they've ever been before. So more than ever, they need an expert. They need a guide through this process. And you would think at this point in technology that, hey, a mortgage lender could go away or a loan officer. They don't need them. But it seems like we're needed more than ever just to disseminate all the information that's out there, even though there's more than ever. But it's it's more confusing than ever. And you don't know if you're just the consumer what to believe. So get with somebody that you can trust that can clarify that information. Because what's this old saying? It's headlines do more to terrify than clarify. And most of the headlines you're seeing in the news, just like these recent changes with Fannie Mae, has done more to terrify. I've had more real estate agents call me saying, hey, does people need to let their payments go so they can get a better deal on a property? And that's just not the case. So get with people that will kind of bring you back down to earth, 
We know what we're doing. We study the market and we take it serious. So that would and, be my advice. Another thing I'll add is, I mean, I've told, I had one this week. I mean, I w- if I'm not the best option for you, I'm going to tell you that. Steve, I've heard Steve tell him that, you know, we'll send you, I mean, I know most of the guidelines of all these other banks. I mean, if it's something we can't do or we're just not competitive, I'm going to send you somewhere else. Um, because at the end of the day, it's about doing what's right by the client. Absolutely. And again, I've heard yeah. Steve do it. We both do that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, that's um, so that wraps up another edition of Benchmark Happenings. And our goal is always, um, everybody, please listen. It's always to help clarify anything mortgage related as well and keep you informed on all that's going on in the Eastern uh, Tennessee division and also Knoxville. So I want to thank you for joining us, Steve and Jonathan, Steve Reed, Jonathan Tipton. You can get in touch with these guys at stevenjonathan.com. And uh, thank you for joining. And please share this. If you like this information, please share this on your social media. So thank you, everybody. I'm your host, Christine Reed, signing off for our Benchmark Happenings episode. This has been Benchmark Happenings, brought to you by Jonathan Tipton and Steve Reed from Benchmark Home Loans. Jonathan and Steve are residential mortgage lenders. They do home loans in Northeast Tennessee, and they're not only licensed in Tennessee, but Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Virginia. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. Our passion is Northeast Tennessee. So if you have questions about mortgages, call us at 423-491-5405. And the website is www.jonathanandsteve.com. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you next time on Benchmark Happenings.